All right, well, in our last uh, few moments here then today, <clears throat> let's uh, look some more at the parables. And um, uh, let's turn in our Bibles here then, uh, first of all, to Matthew and chapter 25. Matthew 25, and uh, there are a couple parables here, but let's focus on the first one, and let's do what we've uh, done here the last couple weeks, and let's uh, read through it and <clears throat> look for the main point. Again, that's the, the, the main idea here. Uh, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, <clears throat> and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, excuse me, answered saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went uh, in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. All right, so what's the main point? Yeah, verse 13. Uh, you might remember here a couple weeks ago now or whatever, I said that <clears throat> it's often the case that it's the first verse, uh, sometimes it's the last verse, sometimes it's the middle verse that give us the main point. And so the ones we've looked at before, it's usually been the first verse, you know, something that you know, Matthew, Mark, or Luke or something has said, and then Jesus is quoted. In this case, Jesus says it directly here in verse 13. So, <clears throat> do you see the point? Um, we are waiting for the Son of Man to come. And we need to be ready. Okay? That's all it is. Now, what often happens, of course, is people read into all the details. Now, obviously, the bridegroom here refers to the Son of Man, just, again, based on verse 13. Um, ten is a number of completion, okay, but is that to say that of all those who profess faith in the Lord, that only half of them are going to heaven? Is that the point of the parable? Can we even derive that point from the parable? <laughs> no. That really has nothing to do with it. It's just saying some are ready and some are not. So we need to be ready. Are we to um, <clears throat> read into the meaning of oil and that oil represents, I don't know, our good works or something like that? Are we to don't you have to at some point ask what does being ready mean? Yes. Sure. So does what the oil represents help answer 
Um, <clears throat> well, again, I think the point in the parable is not to say what does the oil represent, but all that that says is that these people are ready. They had what they needed to be ready for the Son of Man to come. Okay? Now, in terms of keeping your lamps lit, you need oil, you need wicks, you need all those things, right? Um, the, the broad point, as you bring in other scriptures, what does it mean to be ready? Well, we need to be persevering to the end. We need to be living godly lives, you know, trusting in the Lord and so forth. So, so we can take the main point and then look at other scriptures that, that uh, may speak to the issue. But to, to dump all kinds of meaning into these particulars is, is not what a parable is designed to do. Just like, again, you don't read the comics the same way you read the sports section. It's a different genre. Our tendency is to be sloppy on some of these things. And um, if we're going to be that way in this kind of scenario, what, what happens in another one? So we need to be careful that we don't um, interpret something in a way it was never intended to be used. And that can very easily lead us down wrong paths. Um, but other scriptures certainly can speak to those issues. So even, was it last week, we had a few people make comments about things. And my response was, well, that's not the point of the parable. But it is a biblical point that we can certainly learn and, uh, and live by. All right, let's look then at... Uh, Luke 18. All right, we have some parables here. Um, <coughs> let's read the first one. But um, somebody want to read verses 1 to 8 here of Luke 18. Anyone? I will. Okay. He spake the parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint and say. There was in the city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded men. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continue to tell me. She wearied me. And the Lord said, To hear what the unjust judge saith. He said, He and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. All right. So what's the main point? <clears throat> Susan. Persevere praying based on the character of God. Okay. I think he's contrasting himself with this church. Okay. All right. He's thinking of his will. He's not a godly man. And if he will avenge based on the character of God, I think that's not Okay, all right. 
Do we have a verse here that <clears throat> answers the question like we did in the last one? Yeah, verse 1. And so what you said, Susan, is consistent with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, 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 what, what I was thinking, I thought mm-hmm. I was kind of saying, well, that God's character is only perfect, so if yeah. that's where I was going. Okay, all right, all right. I think we have to start with verse 1 yeah, uh, to, to govern our thinking here. And that the main point is that we should persevere in our prayers. Okay, now, um, if we're going to point out and dwell on some of the details, we may come to the conclusion that God doesn't really want to listen to us. Now, as Sue just mentioned, in verse 7, Jesus himself says, well, we need to be careful not to run to that end based on God's character. But even in that verse, um, it says, shall God not avenge his own elect and cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? So there is a sense in which God may, can you say, um, gets a little impatient with, our, with us to some degree when we are not living by faith. Because that's the, the last line, right? He uh, will he really find faith on earth. Um, but based on other scriptures, obviously we see God is slow to anger and he is patient with us. And, and so forth. But at some point, he does get, can you say, frustrated, like he did with Moses when Moses kept saying, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> and that wasn't an ultimate issue. Um, Moses is in heaven, but, but he does get uh, frustrated with us sometimes in our sinfulness and lack of faith. But, but again, the point here is, let's not get wrapped up in the details. Let's focus on the main idea. That's the purpose of a parable. The main idea here is persevere in your prayers. Don't lose heart. And all of us have had times where we pray and God doesn't answer us. And maybe we're praying for something for even years and he still has not answered our prayer. Persevere in that. Now, why does he not answer us? Well, other passages can speak to that. This passage is not saying God doesn't care for us, uh, that God is mean, or he's just you know, only going to answer us if we beat him over the head enough. That, that's not the idea, right? The idea is that we are to persevere. And then look at Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, or other passages that, that summarize God's character and dwell on those things when you're praying to a God who's not answering you at the moment for some reason. So again, let's, let's allow the, the genre, the purpose of a parable in this case, to guide us as we're trying to um, <clears throat> in, interpret it and understand it. Yes, Susan. Well, then, would, the parable has one point, and it's seeking to make the Lord Jesus the Lord of Yeah. Is and study God's word further. Yeah. So don't try to get it out of this passage, but then go look at it. Yeah. 
unless Jesus tells you you can, like the parable of the soils to the sower, right? Yeah. Um, or the wheat and the tares, where he gives us a further explanation. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a nice summary of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Here's your main point. Right. Right. And, right. And dwelling on, well, this is what the oil means or something like, well, that's not really the point. Okay. Now, other passages can, can inform us um, about those ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if we go back to chapter 13 of Matthew, and remember the purpose of parables is designed to confuse. So it does raise questions. That's part of its genre. The true believer then is going to find those answers in other parts of Scripture. Right? I guess I erased it. The Scripture interprets Scripture right, approach. Uh, the unbeliever is going to miss the point and that's part of its intention yeah Stan did I see your hand yeah back to the parable of the virgins mm-hmm. we're to be ready for a delay right it's, what, it's not just be ready it's be ready for a delay to be the point of the parable right? um, well I think that's part of the idea just because of what precedes and follows the parable and the parable itself is saying, be ready whenever he comes. It does say bef- um, before that about the delay. And I think, if I remember right, um, that last verse. Um, you, well, it says, you need to know the day of the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Aha. Yes, okay, I see that in my footnote. Yeah, yeah, you know that neither the day nor the hour, so watch. Okay, um, and yet if you go <clears throat> back to chapter 24, especially verses 36 and following, the point is more clearly stated there, and that's not a parable. So, so again, it, what you're saying is right, and what I'm saying is, let the context, let other scriptures flesh out, <clears throat> because again, the genre is designed to give you one main idea. And so be careful not to read too much into it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, so uh, I think that's sufficient for us here in our study of parables. Obviously, we could look at more, um, but. Uh, Next time, we're going to turn to Proverbs and talk about that genre a little bit here for the next however long, a couple weeks or so. So let's pray here as we conclude. Lord, we again thank you for your word, and we again ask, Lord, that you would help us to be careful with it, that we would read it in the way you intended it to be understood. And uh, so much of that is is these uh, principles we've talked about here and letting a genre, uh, as it were, speak for itself and letting your word help us to interpret other parts of your word. So uh, we pray, Lord, that you would uh, help us in this, that you'd give us discipline and uh, care as we handle your word and not uh, run down the common path of 
of reading into scripture things that aren't necessarily there. Um, and uh, this has led to so much corruption in the Catholic Church over the years through their allegorical method and their fourfold way of interpreting scripture. It's led to uh, so many problems in the modern evangelical church where uh, what does it mean for me and so forth kind of approach. And, and so, Lord, give us uh, uh, care and, and discipline as we seek to understand your word um, that we might uh, faithfully uh, hear you speak to us. And, uh, and, and especially, again, here then in regard to parables, give us this uh, ability and uh, uh, open our ears and eyes uh, that we may see your truth. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, guide us then now in our, our worship, and uh, we pray that you would bless it and that you would work by your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>